Rev it up and welcome to Cars Yeah, show number 1,909. This week we're celebrating the Ironstone Concord Elegance that takes place September 24th and 25th at the beautiful Ironstone Vineyards in Murphy's, California. To learn more and get your tickets, go to ironstoneconcord.org. Today we're talking Duesenbergs. This is Cars Yeah, where you'll enjoy interviews with inspiring automotive enthusiasts. Mark Green is here to provide you with a fuel injection of automotive inspiration. So get in, sit down, buckle up, and get ready for a wild ride here on Cars Yeah. Hello, inspiring automotive enthusiasts, and welcome to Cars Yeah. Today I'm in Orange, California, with a very special guest by the name of Randy Ema, Randy, welcome to Cars Yeah. Do you have any gear, and are you ready to release the clutch? I am, and it's slipping right now. Uh-oh, just a little bit. Well, these old cars will do that. Before I give you a proper introduction, what's one little thing that maybe most people may not know about you? Um, That I'm retired now. Okay. <laughs> we can make that official. Okay. Well, does that mean you still go out and have fun with cars, though, right? You know, I have 46 cars of my own, so yeah. Oh, my gosh. Constantly playing with my own toys. So um, that's my passion. That's where I come from. Yeah. Wow. Well, that keeps a person busy, <laughs> no doubt. Well, let me right. give you a little introduction, and we're going to talk about your life. We're going to talk about Ironstone, and you're going to be giving some talks there. Randy Ema is a restoration expert and one of the world's leading experts on the Duesenberg mark. He will be a guest speaker at this year's Ironstone Concorde Elegance, talking about these magnificent classic cars. He was born in 1948 in Tustin, California. Randy got involved in auto restoration at a very young age, and he bought his first Auburn in 1965 and while he was graduating from high school he opened his shop in 1976 and has restored dozens of antique and classic automobiles for the world's serious collectors we'll be back in just a minute to learn more but first a word from our valued sponsor so give him a little love and we'll be right back Covercraft makes quality protection for the inside of your vehicles while you're traveling their plush custom fit mats or Berber mats turn any ride into something special and are easy to remove and clean after days on the road. Covercraft floor mats are the ultimate protection from moisture, dirt, mud, snow, and slush. Just about anything you can throw at them. Don't forget your vehicle's trunk area too. Their Carhartt custom cargo liners not only look great, but they keep your rear cargo areas and seats protected from the sun and those accidental spills. Custom fit truck liners for sedans, coupes, and SUVs are perfect to protect the factory carpet from all those things that can stain and damage the floors. All your options are quality made, easy to clean, secure to the floor, and look oh so good. Check out Covercraft.com for a wide variety of styles, colors, and options for a custom fit. And I've got a special offer for you. If you use the code YEAH21, that's Y-E-A-H-2-1, at Covercraft.com, they'll give you 10% off your Covercraft order. That's right, 10% off. Simply use the code YEAH21 at checkout. Covercraft, protecting the things that move you. When it was time to renew my collector car policy, my carrier raised my rates by a lot. But why? My usage was the same, my car's value was the same, and I had never made a claim. I didn't even have a ticket. 
The only change was their rate, and they had no reason why. What's with that? I researched my options, I spoke to others, and with American Collectors Insurance is where I now have my policy. What a difference. A live person actually answers the phone. She spent time learning about me and my Porsche Turbo, the one I call my Orange Crush, and provided a reasonable quote. American Collectors Insurance now protects my special ride. I'm saving hundreds of dollars and I can sleep at night knowing my baby is properly insured. Why wait until your next premium is due? Give them a call today for your personal agreed value quote. Call 866-AC1-YEAH. That's 866-224-9324. Tell them you're a friend of mine. Mark Green at Cars Yeah. American Collectors Insurance. Classic car insurance designed by collectors for collectors. Automotive enthusiasts just like you and me. That's American Collectors Insurance. So, Randy, we're back. I'd love for you to talk more about Duesenberg's to start us off today here because that seems to be the car that you really have fallen in line with. But let's go a little further back before that with opening a restoration shop while you're graduated from high school. Holy cow. Uh, that's pretty pretty impressive. Uh, so walk us through your early career and uh, leading up to your love for the Duesenberg, Mark. Well, you know, I was uh, involved in the Auburn Court Duesenberg Club since high school. And, and as such, I got involved in helping people that were members of that club, because I had an Auburn at the time, restore and assemble their cars. So all through college, all through the college years, I was helping this person do this, that person do that. And when I graduated from college, I did several different things that were automotive, uh, mostly sales orientations, uh, Ran a, worked for British Motor Car, ran a Maserati dealership, ran a Lamborghini dealership. But, you know, economics or gas crunch or something always affected my profession. You know, I was always being put out of business by what was happening at the time. So in 76, um, I kind of landed with not much direction. Where do I go now? Then that's when I officially opened the shop to do restoration work of, you know, mainly Auburn, Corduzenberg automobiles. Old cars, you know, people could go in any direction. You think about when you were starting this, uh, old cars were kind of just old cars. I think you had a bit of a vision here because people still love them, but now they've become these I mean, now in the last, I'll say, 20, 30 years, become these wonderful classics. But Duesenberg seems to be the car you keep leaning towards. Why is that? Well, you know, there's twofold about a Duesenberg. Number one, it's horsepower. An amazing amount of horsepower for its time. Nothing even remotely close to it or drivability. And number two, I'm an historian by education. I finished my bachelor's degree in history. So I'm, I love provenance. And Duesenberg has provenance. A fascinating individual. Some not so good. Some really amazing uh, that own those cars new. So it tells the whole picture tells you a story, not only the engineering and the design, but the individual autos. When you think about Duesenberg, most people think of the saying, that's a doozy. Can you give us a clear, where did that come from, that original? Who originally well, said that? 
They don't know that that, in fact, is where that came from, but that has been a rumor for years and years, and I will enforce that rumor if I can, whether it's fact or not. But, you know, there was nothing comparable to a Model J in 1929, when the December of 28, excuse me, when it was introduced. It was 265 horsepower when the closest thing to it in December of 28 was a big eight Chrysler with 115 horsepower. The Chrysler had a top speed of about 78, where the Duesenberg would do 88 in second. So, um, you know, it was unbelievable. It was huge. This, this, the whole thing, the Model J Duesenberg is all EL cord. Um, he wanted fast, you know, high performance, big cars. That isn't what Fred Duesenberg wanted, but that's what EL cord wanted. And that's what he got. He owned the company. When I think about your career early on, you were helping people in high school, in college, the fact that you were able to help people do that at such a young age, I mean, you dove in at a very, very young age. Does it go further back? Did your passion for cars start as a little one? I started collecting toy cars um, when I was about four. I still have them. I love playing with cars. Always did. Can't tell you why. No clue. And I started, I traded in the second grade. I, I traded for things, started trading. I actually have a player piano I traded for in the second grade. I don't remember what I traded, <laughs> but I still have grade. the player Yeah, in the second grade. <laughs> wow. So I was always wheeling and dealing and collecting, and I was always passionate about history. It really wasn't until college. I'm a practicing dyslexic, so the high school experience, I was into cars. I wasn't into sports. Mm-hmm. Then the high school experience wasn't great because I wasn't into academia. But uh, after that, then it did grow. So um, I, I wish I could explain why cars, why that happened. It just did. You know, I, and I have no answer to why it was so intense and why it's still intense today. You tend to be a, with as many vehicles as you have. Are you one of these guys that just never sells any cars he acquires? I don't like to sell. I'd much rather buy. That's yeah. much more fun to yeah. me. Yeah, no kidding. Well, as many cars as you have. Do you have some Duesenbergs in your own collection? I have two Model A Duesenbergs, yeah. Nice. I think I have 14 ACD cars. Wow. Holy cow. Well, you're going to be a speaker, part of the speaker forums at the Ironstone Concord this year, right? Yeah. What can the uh, participants or the people that are attending the Concord expect to hear from you? Well, I, I'm hoping that some of them are going to bring their no-dos and some pillows. Oh, come on. <laughs> that's, that's a lot of time to just sit there and listen to somebody talk about their background. But mostly what, you know, I'll, it depends on what their, you know, conversation list is, because I have looked at that, but I haven't paid a whole lot of attention to it. But basically, they're going to be hearing about, you know, what I've collected, where I've collected it, and what my library houses, things like that. So... You know, we, I do, I have, was fortunate enough to be able to acquire everything that is left of Duesenberg Automobile and Motors, Duesenberg Motors, and Duesenberg Inc. So I have all the family drawings. I have oh all gosh. the personal family stuff, all of their, their family photographs, all of their linen, their china, their silver, you know, their rugs, you know, everything. So plus all the factory stuff. I have about 25,000 original drawings. And it, it is the only major collection. There are two small collections. The Indy 500 has about 2,000 early race car drawings, and the ACD Museum has about 300 prints of Model J stuff, and I have about 15,000 prints of Model J stuff. How did you get your hands on all that? 
Well, I bought one major collection uh, when Duesenberg was purchased in '38 in Auburn, Indiana, by a man by the name of Dallas Winslow. He functioned uh, with all the remaining parts and moved it to Auburn and all the drawings. And that was acquired in '46 by a man by the name of Marshall Murkies. And he acquired the then existing trademark and all of the drawings, the patterns, the tooling, the purchasing records. Well, I purchased upon his death in 84, 85, I purchased all his material. Wow. And I had also purchased all. Glenn Prey bought Auburn and Cord in 1960 from Dallas Winslow, and I acquired all of that too. My goodness. Tell our listeners that may not be as well-versed as you are, I don't think anybody is, about Duesenberg. What happened to Duesenberg? Because you think of this grand mark that the wealthy, the movie stars drove, I mean, coming out in a time when the country, the world was in a, a deep depression. What happened to them? That's what happened. A depression. That did it. That did it. They were introduced in December of 28. September of 29, the stock market fell. So they did 200 cars roughly in 28 through 29. Uh, they did 100 in 1930. And then by 1932, they did 32 cars. Mm. So it just killed them. That absolutely killed them, and and it ran that way through the length of time. And then as the the time started to change, sales started to pick up a little bit. There were labor issues, labor strikes. You know, Ford was big fighting with all the labor unions. So that faced the front, and uh, and that took away a lot of the profitability of what the potential could have been. So if, if it hadn't have been for Auburn Automobile Company, whose biggest year was 1931, Duesenberg would have never made a dime. Wow. What is it, do you think, about the Duesenberg mark that has left such an iconic memory? I mean, you think of all the car companies that came and went and died, and hardly anybody's heard of them. But even people who are not car people know about Duesenberg, the name. Well, the legend lives on, no question about it, but at the same token, there's nothing to compare it to in its era. Nothing. You know, the Cadillac went to a 16 to try to be competitive to a Duesenberg. Marmon went to 16. Packard went to a 12. None of them even came remotely close to the drivability of a Model J. So you can, you know, get on an on-ramp and get up to freeway speed, uh, way past freeway speed on an on-ramp with a Model J. You know, don't try to ride with Jay Leno. He'll uh, scare the <laughs> hell out of you. So, yeah. <laughs> you know, instantly he puts it in second gear and away he goes. So they are big, heavy, impressive automobiles that will just fly. And they're unique. Everyone is, we can tell the difference between every car. So even though there were short runs of certain body styles, um, we can still visually tell the difference uh, from car to car. Is there a count of how many Duesenberg still exist today? 481 built, 378 uh, exist today. I've seen 376 of those. Oh my gosh. <laughs> you know where all the babies are, right? <laughs> yeah. I keep a file on every Duesenberg built by the factory and that takes up 17 legal size filing cabinet drawers. Oh my goodness. Wow. You must have a big library 20, office. <laughs> 
and photographs. Wow. Uh, you know, I have all the factory correspondence. Um, um, and, I, you know, over the years, I've bought like 28 different collections of material to build the library that I have. Wow. Incredible. Let's talk about the Ironstone Concord. Will there be Duesenberg at this event this weekend? You know, I apologize. Um, uh, I am not cued in as to what their activities are. I've never been. We actually won Best of Show with the Duesenberg we restored the last time they held it, which I think was 2019. But uh, I have, unfortunately, I'm not cued in right now as to what they're doing. So I do apologize for that. Well, that's okay. You're in for a treat, my friend, because... I was there uh, in 2019, saw that Duesenberg there. It's a spectacular event. You're going to love it, and you're going to love it for one of the biggest reasons, I think, because uh, you've attended, of course, Pebble Beach many, many times. It's very relaxing, very laid yeah. back, very spread out. So for the COVID protocols, it's a very safe environment, outdoors, all spread out, uh, lots of room between the cars. And you're going to be, I think, quite surprised at the variety of things that you're going to see there. So you're in for a treat, Randy. That's exciting. I'm looking forward to it. I've heard lots of good things. I just have not been. Well, there you go. You're in for a treat. I want to to talk about driving inspirations. Uh, Who would you say has been one of the most uh, influential people in your life when it comes to automobiles? I have several friends that got me involved in this very early on. Uh, uh, unfortunately, nobody told me that my old friends were going to die, um, you know, years and years ago. Um, never figured that one out until after the fact. But I uh, was very fortunate to have some dear friends, uh, Tom Korn, who actually owned Duesenbergs during the 40s. Uh, Steve Warner, the same way, owned Duesenbergs during the 40s, and not, excuse me, he owned Auburn's during the 40s. So those were kind of my early informative years, you know, 15 up. Um, uh, I was able to play and hang around and visit with um, that were car guys. Very cool. We're going to take a short break. When we come back, I want to talk a little bit about a challenge that might come to when it comes to collecting old cars or Duesenbergs. So keep that thought in mind, and we'll be right back. I've discovered Linkage. It's a new quarterly publication and website that covers the automotive market, driving, restoring, collecting, and discovering your passion for motor vehicles. Linkage is about experiences, opinions, and values. Linkage is an actual informed, reasoned opinion based on firsthand experiences. A talented Linkage team covers the automotive world The people who share your passion and mine, smart, considered, rational, and experienced opinions. Ones you can learn from and grow. That includes our passion that drives auctions and the collector car market. So come with me and join us on this journey. And be sure to use the code CARSYEAH when you subscribe and they'll give you $10 off. Boom! Linkage. Geared for the automotive life. Subscribe today at LinkageMag.com. Here at Cars Yeah, it's all about inspiration. And our charity of choice is Tech Force Foundation, where it's all about making a positive difference in young people's lives. Tech Force helps young adults discover their talents and passions for all things automotive, with a mission of helping students develop a career as a professional technician. TechForce awards nearly $2 million in scholarships every year for students to pursue technical education, and they support hands-on activities, events, and mentorships across the country, working to change the outdated perceptions 
of these careers. Auto techs are in high demand, but the supply of qualified technicians is critically short. They need your help to fuel their mission. Learn more and join me in supporting them at techforce.org. So, Randy, we're back. Let's talk about challenges when it comes to these old cars. I'd love for you to share a challenge that you faced. Maybe it's even a big failure. It doesn't really matter. It's more about what was that lesson learned. So somebody listening that might be going through something similar could learn from this and realize, there's a way out. It's going to be okay. Well, you know, there's a lot of lessons to be learned. Unfortunately, most of them are the hard way, um, especially in the restoration business. Right now, we're going through, and I don't know if it's as much time as it is COVID. That timing, I guess, is a better word than time. But a lot of shops are closed. So those shops that are left, a lot of them are paint-oriented. Where we did total restoration, we did fabrication, machining, engine building, wiring, electrical, and paint and body work. A lot of the shops that are coming up today are just paint oriented. So I don't know how much, what's ahead. The ownership, when I first got into this as a hobby, the ownership was, you know, the little guy. A little guy had one car or two cars, maybe, you know, and they were all over my community. Lots of cars, uh, new exotics. Well, new exotics being, you know, 60s Ferraris, Jags and stuff like that. And, and I mean, one time in my own neighborhood, I have five Auburns and two Cords and a Duesenberg. So Today, they're going into the hands of larger and larger collections. Not the, so the value is still there. The value is continuing to grow uh, if it is strictly economic that you're looking at. That has served me well because uh, I bought when everything was cheap, and now it's a changed you know, subject. Right. But that isn't good from an economic standpoint for as capital gains is concerned. So, you know, the whole thing changes, which is what life is all about. It's all about change. Uh, there are no longer anybody but me in my neighborhood that have Auburns um, or Cords or Duesenbergs. So times change, situations change. Uh, still have a lot of exotics in my neighborhood, but not, not necessarily the old stuff. So, you know, I have a few friends that I go by to see drag out this weekend. I had three different cars out um, playing with them, exercising them, you know. So it, that's what that's what we do. We use a car almost every, a different car almost every week for dinner one night a week. Um, you know, we could try to go and do and be active with what we enjoy doing. So, What are your thoughts on what the future is for pre-war cars, old classic cars, vintage cars, because of the changing demographics? You know, us baby boomers are getting older and like your old friends that were even before us will go away one day. Do you have confidence there's going to be a group of up and coming young people that are going to love these cars and continue to care for them? Well, you know, I do see a a whole bunch of new guys coming into this. Most of them are big money. Some of those big money guys are real enthusiasts. Some of those big money guys have been in this hobby for 20 years, 25 years, Um, not 50 like me. You know, I am now the old fart, even though I was around when all the big collectors were just getting started. And now they're almost all gone now. So... There is a new group that's coming up, but they are, you know, large money group. Uh, it's now popular 
for these guys to collect these things. When I was a kid, you had to be a little strange to want old cars. You know, you were considered in your neighborhood a little strange if you had cars sitting in your yard. You know, why would you have that old junk when, you know, you could go buy something new? So the attitude has really changed a lot um, through the years. Um, and it and I see more and more, you know, we have several local clients today um, who have bought numerous Duesenbergs in the last year. And uh, that takes cash flow. That takes serious cash flow. So uh, there are a bunch of new guys coming in all the time um, that are looking at it not only from historical perspective, uh, because they're passionate about cars, but also as financial perspective, you know. There are a lot of guys that I've talked to that are in the stocks and bonds, and they say diversify. So they're actually handling, there's several guys that are handling portfolios of cars. There you go. Well, that's good to hear. Now, you have a lot of cars. I'd love for you to share a story about one special car in your life. This could be a car you have now or a car you've had in the past. Tell us about that car, maybe a special memory you have about that ride. Well, one of the one of the first Auburns that I drove, uh, that I kind of learned how to drive an Auburn one, was a thirty-two V twelve four door convertible sedan, and and I momentarily it, that car uh, ended up. I helped them load it up on the truck for my old friend Steve Warner because uh, he sold it for thirty two hundred to Bill Hera, and and it is sold numerous times. One of the fellows that I know that bought it was a fellow by the name of Lori Dorsey. Lori actually died a number of years ago of questionable death. And that car, he had it for a number of years too, but it's floated around and I don't quite know where it is. But I always, because of driving that in high school, being allowed to just take it and drive, I, I had to have one of those. So I do have a 32 V12 convertible sedan that actually sold in the Bay Area new and ended up to in Detroit area. In the 50s, it was restored in 55 by a guy who had his brother-in-law take it, pull the body off, do the whole chassis, uh, paint it all, put it back together, and trade for a brand new 55 Ford station wagon. Oh, and, my gosh. <laughs> and it's still very presentable today. Wow. Wow. Very special car. I mean, they're just so grand. They're incredible. I'm going to be your car psychologist today, Randy. I'm going to crawl okay. into your head a little bit here, all right? Okay. Give this all some right. thought. If you woke up tomorrow and you were a vehicle parked in your garage, not what you want to be, but your personality as a vehicle, what would you be, but more importantly, why? Well, uh, again, um, I go back to Auburn 12s. Uh, they were the inexpensive uh, it, probably as close as you could come to a Duesenberg as far as horsepower to weight ratio mm -hmm. and drivability back in their day, but they weren't, they were inexpensive. They were in the class of a Buick. So you're not flaunting your wealth by owning an Auburn 12 in comparison to a Model J Duesenberg. So yeah, probably would be an Auburn 12. An Auburn 12. I like it. Is there a great book that perhaps you've read in the last year or two that you'd like to share with the listeners? It could be a car book or anything. I have two favorite car books that I use all the time, and I guess that's why I consider them favorites, because I reference them all the time. One is J.L. Elbert's The Mightiest Duesenberg, and one is Fred Rowe's The Pursuit of Duesenberg, The Pursuit of Perfection. Both of those books are books that I use as quick reference all the time, especially if somebody's here and I want to show them a picture. I will use Fred Rowe's book because I know 
you know it by the back of the hand. I still, I'm a dyslexic, but for some reason I can repeat, look at a picture and tell you what the J number of that car is. So uh, I still, I still retain that sort of stuff. So, you know, those two, Elbert's book was actually put together in the late 40s, printed first, I think, in 51. Uh, And Elbert was a friend of mine. And Fred Rowe was a good friend who stayed at my home many a time. Wow. He and I traveled together looking at Duesenberg's years and years and years ago. So I, I guess, you know, the combination of those two, because they relate original stories, um, especially in Albert's, um, really come in into my mind relative to Duesenberg. If somebody was going or wanted to learn a lot more about Duesenberg's, would those be the first books you'd guide them towards? I, I would think so. Yeah, definitely. Uh, and then there is a book about E.L. Court. Um, that I think is done by Griff Bordeson. And and I was involved in that book coming together a long time ago. Wonderful. Make sure, uh, listeners, you add those to your library shelves. I'm going to take you on what I call the ultimate drive today, Randy. I have a magic power. That means I can put you in any vehicle in the world. You can be driving or you can be with somebody who is either existing or has passed, and you can be anywhere driving in that magnificent vehicle. What does your ultimate drive look like today? You know, I, I, I have a fond memory. So this is not in the future. This is in the past. Okay. Um, and and I was at Hershey in 1969. And in fact, I went with a customer who had a Duesenberg for years and years. It just passed this last month at, at a six month over a hundred. And and he, I was able to get a ride in a Duesenberg Murphy Beverly that had come out of the original owner's estate in 1963 um, from Hershey, the swap meet, uh, which comes up next month, uh, back into Harrisburg at about nine o'clock at night with my good friend, my old good friend, Al Ferrer, who was a huge Duesenberg guy. And we can always replace his cars, but we can never replace him. He was just a character and lots of fun and and a neat guy. That probably still serves as my fondest memories, uh, listening to Elvis sing on the radio in the backseat. <laughs> that would be pretty cool. Maybe with Elvis sitting in the backseat singing. Yeah, be better cool. yet. Better yet, possibly. <laughs> yes, it's yeah. just it's a magical, magical yeah. drive. Is that the S.J. Beverly? Is that? No, this is a J. Beverly a J. that uh, is still pretty, belongs to Mark Smith in Virginia today. Okay. Still pretty original car. Uh, fascinating story. Wallace Bird was a fascinating character, disappeared flying his seaplane, and, and his wife kept the cars. The house imploded, and she married a white Russian prince for nobility for title. He ultimately killed her. So, Oh, my gosh. Uh, quite a story. And that's, again, that's the fun of Duesenbergs is there's always a fascinating provenance with them. Oh, my gosh. Well, you are a wealth of knowledge. No doubt the uh, folks that are going to get to enjoy your talking at the Ironstone Concours this weekend are going to be in for a very, very fun ride. Uh, you've got oh, so oh. many great stories. All I can warn them is bring a pillow. Okay. <laughs> yeah, for sitting on. Although there's yeah. uh, going to be plenty of great great seating there. You've taken us on a really fun ride, Randy, and I want to thank you for spending some time with us today. Before I let you go, uh, maybe there's a success quote, a mantra, some kind of a, a saying that has meaning for you you could leave our listeners with? You know, um, all I can really tell you and what I have always done is follow my passion. Never really had a business plan, never worked out a business plan, never advertised. I just followed my passion. And my passion was always uh, cars, number one. Number two, I always wanted every car, because of my historical background and historian, be as it was built. 
and I wanted it to be so the authentic and be as as original uh, and functional drivability as it was when it was new. Um, we have got 12 firsts at Pebble Beach through the years, but that's always been up to the customer. If that's what you want to do, we could do that, but that wasn't where I came from. I come from authentic and drivable. That's my passion. So, so follow your passion. That's all I can say. And I understand where some people, it's going to be purely business. It's not necessarily their passion, but still follow your passion. And take them out and drive them and share them with people, just like all the wonderful folks are going to do this weekend at the Ironstone Concord Elegance. Again, it takes place actually today, the 24th, and tomorrow, the 25th in Murphy's, California. You know, jump in your car, get up there and enjoy this event you're gonna uh, you're gonna be delighted and say hello to randy for me randy thanks for being so generous today with your time and expertise i want to thank our good friend mutual friend wayne craig for connecting you with me i've known about you forever so i'm so happy to have you on the show until you and i talk again i'll see you at the ironstone concord de elegance thank you very much for bringing me to this you're welcome thank you so much for joining us on today's ride here at cars yeah Drive on over to CarsYeah.com to find show notes and inspiring automotive fun. Download your free copy of Filler Up, a fun book filled with gorgeous photographs of fuel filler fun, including quotes from more inspiring automotive enthusiasts. Download your copy today, and we'll see you next time on Cars Yeah.